Could former BYU running back Tyler Algier be on his way to a rookie breakout campaign with the Atlanta Falcons? According to one NFL insider, he sure thinks so. We'll get to that. We'll also continue our position group preview series, looking at the hybrid positions on BYU's defense. Guys, it'll see the field in special packages. We got that. And we'll also talk about the four former BYU baseball players. It's not former, but four BYU baseball players that heard their names called in the MLB draft. Where are they headed? We'll get to all of that on today's edition of Locked on Cougars. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, my friends? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. We always appreciate you checking out the show. Very proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where, of course, the motto is your team every day. And as such, this is your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Our goal here, simply stated, is to make you the smartest BYU fans in the room. So make sure you check out the show on the daily. A big thank you for doing that in advance. All right, by way of introduction, real quick. My name is Jake. Once again, I work for the KSL Sports Zone in Salt Lake City as the executive producer of DJ and PK. Been doing that for the better part of a decade, but also been a BYU reporter for my radio station covering the Cougars day in and day out. So absolutely love what I do. And a big thank you for checking out the show. All right, let's dive on in today and talk a little BYU and NFL football to start things off. Of course, NFL training camps have opened around the league and BYU uh, players are going to be scattered all over the league this year, but there's one guy in particular that I think has an opportunity to stand out, even if the team he's playing for might not be all that spectacular, and that is Tyler Algier with the Atlanta Falcons. The interesting situation that Tyler finds himself in, and you'll hear, you'll hear this in a minute, I'm going to play a clip from the NFL Network and NFL insider Steve Weish, uh, where he talks about Tyler Algier, is that there's a unique setup here for Algier to actually take a, a leading role with an NFL franchise as a rookie. This, is, this doesn't happen a lot for NFL players, but according to Steve Weiss, there's a big opportunity staring Tyler Algier in the face. Here you go. Look what they got. Drake London. He's going to be the number one receiver right out of the gate. Of course, Kyle Pitts, the tight end, is going to be the main target. But they draft two edge rushers and a linebacker and quarterback Desmond Ritter all in the first three rounds. But the rookie to really keep your eye on is fifth-round draft pick running back Tyler Algier out of Brigham Young. This is a player in his final two years at BYU had 2,700 rushing yards, 36 touchdowns. He can catch the ball. As you see right there, he can evade tackles, and he's got the big play possibility. They have such high expectations out of him is after selecting him again in the fifth round, they cut last year's starter Mike Davis who's now with the Ravens. And as we know, head coach Arthur Smith, this whole offense circulates around the ground game. Now they've got a running back, they feel, who can be the bell cow to do to get that going and to give some relief to Cordero Patterson, the slash player they have, who used, was used a lot at wide receiver, a running back, wore down last year. They can use him more in the receiving yeah. game because they got Algier playing the back. 
There you go, Steve Weiss from the NFL Network. Thank you to them for that audio and video. But interesting to hear that because they did. They cut Mike Davis just days after taking Tyler Algier in the fifth round. Uh, you mentioned uh, He mentioned Cordero Patterson, who's kind of a hybrid player, plays some uh, slot receiver, wide receiver, running back. He's just kind of a special package player. He led the Falcons in rushing a year ago. I think it was like 600 yards. It's just a paltry output across 17 games. The Falcons as a whole were absolutely abysmal in the run game. And that's where Tyler... Algier is going to get a big opportunity it feels like as a rookie. You mentioned the fact that he, he's run for over 2,000 yards the past two years at BYU. The interesting dynamic for Tyler Algier will be how does he adapt to the NFL game. They mentioned that Arthur Smith the head coach for the Atlanta Falcons he builds his offenses around the rush game uh, if you want evidence of that well Arthur Smith where did he come from to be the Atlanta Falcons head coach? He was the Tennessee Titans head coach and any of you who have watched the Tennessee Titans over the past three or four years know that it's been all about the run game there in Tennessee. They have built their entire offense around having just a freight train of a running back, a running back system, I guess is what I should say, and making life miserable for, miserable for opposing teams. Tyler Algier is going to be salivating at the opportunity staring him in the face. The Falcons opened up training camp for their rookies on the 19th, so that was Tuesday. Uh, he's already in training camp getting his work in, and I very much look forward to seeing what Tyler Algier can do because I think he has an opportunity here to have a really, really good rookie season, but the only issue is he may do it in anonymity because the Atlanta Falcons they're not projected to be very good. Let's be very honest right here. Marcus Mariota was assigned to be their quarterback. They traded away Matt Ryan, who was their franchise quarterback for the better part of two decades. Uh, well, actually, a decade and a half. But they are going to be in rebuild mode. But the opportunity is there for Tyler Algier to establish himself as an every-down running back in the NFL. And I, for one, will be keeping tabs on this. As I said, it may be tougher to watch because you're going to have to have the NFL ticket or you're just going to have to be a guy who lives happens to live in the Georgia area to see the Falcons play weekly, but we will be keeping a close eye on Tyler Algier, and according to Steve Weish, he really thinks Algier has got an opportunity to break out here as a rookie, and I would agree with him. Just the simple fact of the matter is they have to have somebody carry the football. Cordell pa- Cordero Patterson is not a guy built to carry the ball 25 times a game. We all saw it at BYU. Tyler Algier, he was built to carry it 30, 35, 40 times if called upon. He just put the team on his back game in and game out last year 1600 yards the regular se- the, the single season rushing record at BYU you don't break a guy like Luke Staley's records for nothing I absolutely love the story of Tyler Algier I love the fact that he is going into a system and going into a team where he gets to play essentially from day one barring some sort of setback or injury for him there in Atlanta but I for one very much look, at fo- look forward to seeing him wear the Atlanta Falcon uniform by the way, their color scheme for the Atlanta Falcons, similar to I'm wearing my Niners cap today. I'm a 49ers fan. Falcons have got that black, red, and white combo. It's a slick-looking uniform combo, and I, for one, cannot wait to see Tyler Algier repping that out there on the field in the NFL. We'll have more notes as training camps roll on for former BYU players around the league, guys like Zach Wilson. We'll be keeping tabs on them all training camp long, and obviously we'll keep you updated throughout the upcoming season as well when it comes to former Cougars in the pros. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll talk about uh, BYU football in particular. Our position group preview series, getting you ready for BYU training camp starting in just over a week's time in their own right. What to make of the hybrid positions for BYU. 
We'll talk about that here momentarily. First, though, a word on our friends over at our over at Built Bar. Uh, Built Bar, absolutely incredible. They are the best tasting protein bars that I've ever had. What I love about Built Bars, my friends, is they are incredibly delicious. They taste like a candy bar, but the macros on them, they're just plain and simple. They're good for you. 130 to 190 calories, uh, between 16 and 19 grams of protein, 5 and 6 grams of sugar, net carbs between 4 and 5 grams of net carbs. You cannot beat these protein bars and they are absolutely incredible and the best part is when you support Built Bar you're supporting BYU football in the process via their name image and likeness agreement we're seeing these uh, programs out there talking about uh, Georgia's got 95 guys with NIL deals there's only 85 scholarship players I'm sitting over like hey BYU's got all 123 guys on their roster having an NIL deal walk-ons and scholarship players why are we not talking more about that oh wait when it's BYU we have to talk about the negative but regardless when you support Built Bar you're supporting that NIL deal they have with BYU football players. We'll save you some money along the way as well. Get to Built.com, place your order there no matter what you're interested in. The Built Bars themselves, the Built Puffs, uh, they have the, what they call their uh, Built, uh, what do they call Built Go, their immunity booster. It's a drink mix. It's absolutely incredible. They've got bone broth. No matter what you're interested in, get to Built.com, place your order there. While you're there, use the promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order. Promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. Support BYU football by supporting our friends at Bilt Bar. Who are the top 50 players in the NFL according to the odds makers, our friends over at Bet Online? Well, they've been doing this all week long, going 10 players at a time, and your top 50 players in the NFL may differ from our friends at Bet Online. They look at it from a betting stance. Which players would move the line the most if they were to get injured or not available in an NFL game? It's going on on the Locked On NFL channel on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. A really unique look at how betting affects NFL games and vice versa. Check it out, my friends. It's available once again on NF, Locked On NFL, the channel on YouTube, and also wherever you get your podcasts, free and available. All right, let's talk a little BYU football now, and we continue on with our position group previews. Today we're talking about what I like to term the hybrid positions on BYU's defense. They are kind of safety linebacker type roles where these guys are brought in to counter the the spread offenses of the of the football world right now. When you go four and five wide receivers, that's when these guys, these guys are called upon. And this year, funny enough, BYU depth chart does not have near the amount of hybrids it had a year ago and they may add these later on uh, when the new training camp uh, roster slash depth chart comes out but currently I'm only seeing two of the hybrid positions on there and we'll talk about those two today in particular. They are what they call the flash position in BYU's defense as well as the Cinco position. The flash position is probably the more traditional linebacker hybrid role for BYU's defense. They are considered to be I guess a strong side linebacker in a way but they have have to have the ability to both play in coverage and also come up and help in the run. And that is where Chaz Ayu factors into all this conversation. Some of you, when we talked about safeties a while back and also cornerbacks, said, well, what about Chaz Ayu, Jake? Chaz is listed as a linebacker on BYU's roster, and he's going to fill that flash linebacker role for BYU. They have him listed with an oar next to him in a position battle as a co-starter alongside Max Tooley at that flash position. The good news is, both of these players, very similar in skill set, very similar in size. There should be little to no drop off. Whoever plays in that spot, you have a guy like Chaz Ayu listed at six foot two, two hundred and twelve pounds. As a senior, he is trying to make good on his final year in a BYU uniform. He got injured last year. The hope is he can stay healthy this year and have a breakout campaign as a senior. Whereas Max Tooley, six two, two fifteen. He's a little thicker, uh, just by a slim margin than Chaz Ayu and. 
the thing is, Max Tooley is just as good of an athlete, I feel like, as Chaz Ayu. That's nothing against Chaz. They're both phenomenal athletes. The nice part is both of these guys figure to be very prominent in BYU's defense this year, especially considering they're playing the position that now NFL linebacker star Fred Warner is playing. And by the way, congratulations to Fred on the NFL front. Rate is the top linebacker in Madden 23 with a 94 rating. That is absolutely incredible to think about uh, him going from BYU playing that flash linebacker position to being maybe the best, uh, according to Madden, the best middle linebacker in the NFL. But that's what a guy like Chaz Ayu and or Max Tooley have got to think. That's the framework of what they're going after. Now, Fred Warner is a different type of player. He played at BYU at 6'4", 225 pounds, ran like a gazelle. They are, they are not the same size, speaking of Chaz Ayu and Max Tooley, but they have the capability of being very good in this role because they are going to be very important in keeping BYU's defense uh, off the field. That's these three and outs. they got to force punts. Well, the flash position, it is so... It, it's so useful to BYU to have it have them walk up. Say Chaz Ayu walks up to the defensive line, acts like he's blitzing, and then drops off and covers a slot receiver in space. That versatility is something that BYU's defense absolutely needs to take advantage of. The other guy on this list is Morgan Piper, who's listed as the backup at the flash position. He is 6'2", 220. Uh, Piper, a former safety who's bulked up to play the linebacker spots, those hybrid spots. He figures to play a prominent role on special teams and probably in a reserve role in these spots as well. Now let's flip over and talk a little bit, a little bit about the Cinco position. I said the flash position position was more of a linebacker slash safety hybrid position. The Cinco is a safety slash linebacker hybrid. Does that make sense? I hope it does. But George Udo uh, factors in here as the starter. He's listed as the starter at the Cinco position at six foot one, 200 pound, 200 pound junior. And Udo, when he's healthy, he is just as good as a guy like Chaz Ayu with his versatility. He's got the ability to cover receivers and uh, tight ends in space, but he's also got the ability to come off the edge. He had three sacks during the 2020 season. This is a guy his versatility was missed on last year's defense as he came back from a torn ACL suffered late in that 2020 campaign. Matt Criddle is listed as his backup as a redshirt senior, 6'1", 195 pounds. I talked about Criddle in our safety position preview. Uh, both of these guys we actually talked about. They're both uh, guys that I think are dependable. Uh, I think George Udo is far and away the better athlete. That is why he's listed as the starter. Matt Criddle is more of the steady Eddie, a guy that you can rely on. You know he's going to be in the right spot. He may not make the highlight reel play, but he makes the safe play more often than not. That's where George Udo kind of stands apart is his ability. He's got all the foot speed in the world. I had people telling me he could run the four, run in the four fours at 200 plus pounds. That's pretty impressive, especially uh, when you watch George Udo, he looks like he weighs 220 pounds. He is just an absolutely built athlete. He's just genetically gifted. There is no doubt about it. But the nice part is in both of these positions, whether it's the Flash or the Cinco, you've got very good athletes. Chaz Ayu, Max Tooley, and George Udo, those three alone, I think are some of the best athletes across BYU's entire defense. And we'll talk about guys like Keenan Peely and Peyton Wilgar here in a couple of days when we talk about the more traditional linebacker spots for BYU. But these Flash positions, when teams are going with those four and five wideout sets and they are trying to spread you out, make the field as wide as possible, and just make you stretch 
stress as a defensive coordinator, having the versatility of a Chaz Ayu, a Max Tooley, a George Udo gives you peace of mind if you're a guy like Kalani Sitake and or Elisa Tuiaki, knowing that, hey, we have all these guys at our disposal. The injuries to guys like Chaz Ayu, Max Tooley was dinged up at one point last year, George Udo missed most of the season last year, losing them hurt BYU's defense in numerous ways. Obviously, the defensive line had its own issues. The traditional linebacker spots, losing Keenan Peely, as well as Peyton Wilgar, didn't help. But having these guys back healthy and you got to get them through the season healthy will make BYU's defense that much better. I'm actually expecting BYU's defense to rebound to a degree this year simply due to the fact that they have more healthy bodies than they had last year, especially down the stretch. And that's, that's easy for me to say, let me be very frank. But the nice part is... When you have guys like a Chaz Ayu who are available, I say it all the time, the best ability is availability. When he's available, he makes your defense that much more hard to hard to prepare for. They're versatile. You don't know what he's going to do on any given play. He can come up and play the run. He can rush the passer. He can drop into coverage. He, there's so many things. The versatility these positions offer to BYU's defense, and I, for one, cannot wait to see these guys healthy on the field once again in training camp and hoping to see them obviously show it on the field this fall when they finally get out there to Lavelle Edwards Stadium and also out on those road games as well. Alright, coming up here in just a minute, though, we'll wrap up today's show. Flip over to BYU Baseball for a moment. Talk about four former Cougars getting their opportunities in the MLB should they choose to pursue those options. Obviously, with Major League Baseball draft, uh, you can leave school early or you can pass on being drafted and go back to school. We'll talk about the opportunities for the four former Batcats as we continue on right here on Locked on Cougars. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen today. Please follow the show on social media if you have not done so already. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Search out Locked On Cougars. If you have any questions, concerns, advertising inquiries, whatever you got for us, you can email the show anytime. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address. And as always, if you want uh, to DM me and reach out to me directly on Twitter, my my Twitter handle is right below me, uh, Jacob C. Hatch. I'm pointing to it right here on YouTube. Also, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, whether it's on YouTube, wherever you get your regular podcast formats. Your guys' support makes this venture go, and big thank you for supporting it along the way. All right, let's talk about the four former Cougars who heard their names called this week in the MLB draft. Congratulations uh, to them. They actually tied the highest total in BYU history, tying the 2002, 1986, 1983, 1982, and and 1979 Cougar squads who also had four draft picks from each of those teams as well. BYU second baseman Andrew Pintar was the first Cougar selected in the fifth round by the Arizona Diamondbacks with the 138th overall pick. He was followed by left-handed pitcher Cy Nielsen who went in the eighth round on Monday to the Pittsburgh Pirates as the 230th overall pick. And then on Tuesday, right-handed pitcher Nate Daly was selected by the Tampa Bay Rays in the 13th round with the 404th overall pick. And then finally rounding things out, Cooper McKee was taken in the 16th round with the 475th pick by the Kansas City Royals. Some of you are probably wondering, well, why don't they have the regular 40 rounds, Jake? Well, the MLB is actually uh, cut down on minor league baseball. They have shortened the, minor, the major league baseball draft to just 20 rounds overall. So those 40th round draft picks anymore are going to be, I guess, undrafted free agents. We all hear about the stories of like an Albert Pujols. Was he, what, a 27th round pick, if I recall correctly? I might be wrong on that, but... Those days are gone. 20th round is the latest you can go. But the opportunity for all of these guys to go to the Major League Baseball 
level is a big opportunity. I expect at least two of these guys to leave BYU, one of which is Andrew Pintar. He was the former uh, West Coast Conference Rookie of the Year, uh, I guess freshman of the year is what I should say, in the 2021 season. He only played 17 games this year due to an injury, but he is absolutely lights out. Crazily enough, he's a former walk-on to the BYU baseball program. Uh, those of you who listen to our podcast uh, for, the, for the last little while, we had a preseason look at the baseball program with former BYU coach Mike Littlewood in February, right ahead of the season beginning, and he talked about Pintar just absolutely being a stud. And I, being a fifth-round pick, if Pintar doesn't sign and go to the minors, join uh, the, the Major League Baseball uh, pantheon, if he doesn't go to the Arizona Diamondbacks, I'll be stunned. Traditionally, teams that draft guys in the top 10 rounds believe those guys are intent on leaving school or joining those teams. That probably also goes the same thing with Cy Nielsen as an eighth-round draft pick. Uh, Nielsen was very, very good for BYU. 28 games as a sophomore this year in 2022. 6'3", 210-pound lefty. Obviously, left-handed pitchers are at a premium. He finished the record. Uh, finished the year with a record of 3-0 and and a 3.21 ERA. He struck out 45 batters over 33 and, and two-thirds innings. Also held opposing batters to a 222 average. He was a 2022 All-West Coast Conference Honorable Mention pick. Obviously, his skill set, uh, they, they believe in him, and he'll get his opportunity. He's the second Cougar selected all-time by the Pirates. The other was former BYU player and head coach Vance Law, who went on to play 11 MLB seasons overall. Uh, Nielsen actually was a previous draft pick. He was taken in the 40th round back in 2019. I believe that was when he was a high school senior in the 2019 MLB draft. Daly appeared in 25 games this year for BYU with four starts. He had a 2-4 and four record with two saves. He is six foot six, 235 pounds out of Tremont in Utah. A 2.74 ERA. Obviously, those numbers and the size make teams think, okay, this got something here. Uh, he was second on the team in strikeouts with 61 across 42 and two-thirds innings. Uh, he was named to the 13-member All-WCC second team this year. He is the first Cougar ever selected by the Tampa Bay Rays. And then finally, Cooper McKeehan finished the 2022 season with a 2-1 and overall record and a minuscule 1.57 ERA. Six foot one, 195-pound sophomore from Matthews, North Carolina. He appeared in 23 games in relief, striking out 41 batters in 23 innings pitched. He held opposing batters to a team-best 160 batting average. So BYU's pitching staff getting some attention from the Major League Baseball ranks. Andrew Pintar, obviously a standout player in the infield. We'll see how this goes. Obviously, we'll update you if and when these guys decide to sign with their respective teams, but the opportunity for all of them shows that BYU baseball, they're on the up and up. Trent Pratt is doing a great job taking over for uh, former BYU coach Mike Littlewood. They've made it a, a goal to ha- give these guys all the opportunities to go play professional baseball. A guy like Trent Pratt, he spent a number of years in the minor leagues. He knows what it's all about, and he'll obviously be advising these guys, but the opportunity for all four of them, you can't beat it, and it's really cool to see them getting their chance to live their baseball dreams at the professional level. Do any of them make it to the majors? That's such a crapshoot with regards to to navigating the minor leagues and making your, your way up to the majors, but Andrew Pintar, what I have heard and what I have seen from him, he screams to me a guy that could end up playing for a major league baseball team at some point in his career, but It'll take some time. You have to work your way up through the ranks in those minor league systems. And best of luck to all four of them if and when they decide to pursue that opportunity. All right, that is going to do it for today's edition of the podcast. A huge thank you once again for your guys' support. As always, I always love sitting down to record this show. I never quite know what I'm going to talk about in certain circumstances on a daily basis with conference realignment 
rolling on and all this, but the good news is we do it every day. So thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day. Go make our friends over the Locked On Big 12 podcast your second listen of the day. Josh Neighbors does a great job making sure you're apprised of everything going on in the Big 12. I may or may not have actually just done a preview edition with him about BYU's upcoming football season, so stay tuned for that. Get that free and available wherever you get your podcast or on YouTube. It should be available very, very soon. All right, that'll do it. Have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast. See ya.